Come with us on a journey into the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable. We will test your senses and challenge your beliefs. A world where science and religion clash. Or do they? You will meet real people and hear real stories, but you will not believe. You will witness strange sights and hear strange sounds, but you will not believe. This is the New England Ghost Project. Welcome to the Good evening, everyone, and welcome to Ghost Chronicles International, if you believe that we are really broadcasting. Because that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about conspiracies. And I am Ron Kolick, your host. You can keep it in the realm of the unknown, the unexplained, and the unbelievable New England's own Van Helsing. Can you prove it? I do not know. I do not know. That's probably one of the conspiracies we'll talk about today. And joining me, maybe, from Britain, if it really exists, is the gold standard in ghost hunting, Steve. There's no doubt that Britain exists. It's it's whooped America's ass. Uh, no, 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 no. You know, people don't believe Australia exists. So that's true. Hey, you know what? One of the best questions I was ever asked on a trip to America yes. was, uh, which part of Canada's Britain in? <laughs> yeah. yeah but that was were... Alabama, by the way. Good down evening, south, Alabama. Yeah. So you must have been down south. <laughs> yeah. Good evening, Alabama. <laughs> yeah. So we just insulted our Alabama. No, it's great. Listen. Great. State. It's one of my favorite states. Yeah. People there are fantastic. They just need to get out a little more. With, uh, to do an investigation this month, but uh, nope, couldn't do it. So, unfortunately, the rest of the team is going and again. So, no, this is the same thing. It's just finally oh, happening. Yeah, next week, I believe. What wouldn't so, they let you in? But uh, you know, I have second thoughts uh, because uh, Clay was asking everybody what size of snake boots they needed. <laughs> so where's this investigation i don't know we're gonna have we'll have clay on the show okay and we no, we'll, i mean which state is it in it's alabama in mobile oh i'll go um, i've been there great place went to the I, 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 um my bucket list i want to go uh, the, the uss no. alabama yes and next to it in fact i had a great time there because parked um because of course the alabama is um yeah um well inside the huge fantastic museum display next to the uss alabama is a large self don't you sorry you're gonna repeat yourself no is a very large model of the css alabama the Uh confederate state ship alabama which was built uh by in birkenhead england Uh and um, I've got some documents somewhere in the cupboard. Um, my my family worked on the CSS Alabama. Uh-huh. So there we are. There you go. Fantastic. And you Loved correct. It. Yeah, because they had it as Birkenhead, Liverpool, England. Yeah, see, see, so and we had, to, we had to point out that... I don't actually, think I listen to you, but I do. You don't listen no, to a word I say. You think it's all the conspiracy. Only because you repeat it over and over again and I have to. Brain is stuck there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the prince. Oh, speaking of which, some, some, before we do the conspiracies, can we do some news? Sure. Well, you know how, uh, like, well, it turns out books are like coronavirus vaccines. Um, you know, first one, then 
more come along. Yep. Um, I've been working this week on the typesetting for the new book, which will be out in about three weeks' time. Which is? Which is, uh, oh God, the official title, Equipment, um, Some Guidance Notes for Investigators of Ghosts, Hauntings, and uh, Spontane- and, and Similar. I can't remember the title. We call it, <laughs> we call it the Equipment Guidance. It's, it's a set of notes, um, like the guidance notes, the blue book. Yeah. Um, but when that came out, there were loads of, cause there's, there's a chapter on equipment, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, but there were loads of questions from people, you know, like what piece of kit, how do we use it? How do we take yeah. the measurements? How do I blah, 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 blah. So mm-hmm. it became evident that we needed to answer all of these questions. And, uh, uh the best way to do that, of course, was to dedicate it. Uh, a set of guidance notes so that so for the duration of lockdown i like focused on working on that and uh the race it was it was a race between the two books ghostology won by a short head um but the other book is following uh, although it's um it's not quite up to specification as it was pointed out to me because the original submission for the book uh when i was planning it now this is before a word had ever you know this is not a word had been written not even a title which i couldn't remember anyway um so i said oh it's going to be about a bit bigger than the last one um so probably about 70 pages mm-hmm. about thirty thousand words mm-hmm. and i was looking at it today and it's nearly 200 pages and eighty thousand words mm-hmm. so it's like you told us it was going to be this big, yeah. and it's twice as big. That's well, one, that's yeah, we have to be thorough. Yeah, that's we, we that we ran into the same problem with all the books. Yeah, it's not it's knowing when to stop, isn't it? Yeah, mm. and then yet the hardest part is once you've written it and you're above it, then mm. you've got to go back, especially if some of them. Uh, I know. I was lucky. They, 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 yeah, they I know. Left. I know that. Yeah. But but if mm. you have to go back, it that's the difficult. Well, part. I had. I, I took and, out about 60 pages. Yeah. So <laughs> it, it is, that's a difficult part, right? You know, it's the hardest part. Yeah. Especially because you've already written it, which is, you well, know, it's kind of like, oh, kind of for me. Time back. <laughs> well, yeah, but for me, that's that's the way I write anyway, um, because sort of like you talk, it just goes on and on. Yeah. No, <laughs> I, I, I've always struggled to. Um, with books because it wasn't something that came naturally to me. Mm-hmm. So what I, the method I use is to write down everything I want to say yes. as a rough manuscript and then take out the bits I didn't need to say. Oh, that's pretty good. So for me, the style works. So, you know, if I'm, if I'm writing a magazine article, for example, uh, with a, 2000 word limit the original manuscript might be double or treble that yeah um, but often it's, you find that you can you can say things in a more concise way or you don't need to say something necessarily at all um, mm-hmm. and sometimes you're just saying it twice in different mm-hmm. ways exactly so moving on from book writing let's yeah get into <laughs> so you know i'll be pushing a second book soon mm-hmm. you're getting to be a book writing machine my friend well, do you know what the hard part is? It's the promotion what? afterwards. That's where I really struggle. Uh, poor baby. Just so saying. we'll have we'll have to uh, we'll have to put it in our, our uh, 
newsletter and so forth. Anyway, all right. So moving right on, I came across a. Uh, of course, it's a slideshow uh, on the <laughs> the craziest conspiracy theories that oh, people God. actually believe. Oh, and this was produced <clears throat> by, you know, it, popular <laughs> mechanics, and I and I kind of like popular mechanics. I'm getting a subscription to that because. That's been around for years and years and years and years. In fact, Interest, interestingly, I took out a subscription a couple of years ago to that. Is it good? Excellent. You like it. I think I will. I, yeah. And, um, the, the, the great beauty of it is because mine's an online subscription, uh, uh -huh. I've got access to all like of the it. back got access to all of the back archives as well. Some of the stuff oh, from the fifties and sixties is Do you really? Yeah. Some of the stuff from the fifties and the sixties and uh -huh. earlier. Yeah fascinating reading. oh it is isn't it absolutely amazing yeah. you know we should be on mars by now <laughs> i know i know <laughs> oh well what are you gonna do well we are i suppose so anyways it, it, uh, conspiracy back, back in the conspiracies again you we, you talk about uh you know time we did time travel on uh monday mm -hmm. on uh the morning show and that's next monday is it yeah <laughs> so what happens is, um, you know, there's there's all these things, uh, pictures, video, paintings, even uh -huh. surfacing with people holding cell phones, uh -huh. right? Or wearing groovy glasses and yeah. Well, yeah. cell phones is like the yeah. Um, that's the one. I know the one. Talk. I know the one. The fat there's old the fat old Victorian it. lady walking down the street on a phone. Yeah, it's yeah. to that's me it looks of... like a Bible or some type of book. But anyways, I so. Know. Yeah. So, okay. First of all, if iPhones are in all these photographs and pictures and things, which mean that would mean we have time travel now, because yeah. we, who would from the future would go and bring our our archaic technology into the past? We would. And after all, they must have a hell of a good. Uh, um, what do you call system? Wireless system there that. Uh, and who the hell are they talking to? Exactly. So, so it doesn't make any sense. So the iPhone thing, forget about it. It isn't happening. It ain't real. Ignore it. Well, that says you. Says me. I did. I mean, Just, you know, that's that's presuming that, uh, of course, that they didn't take the technology back with them, too. It doesn't take much to set up a cell network. No. Wait. But, but, but that means we but, have time but, now, though. Yeah. Why we could have we can we can barely get to, uh, whatever. <laughs> I'm not going to get into it, <laughs> but that's forget it, forget it. Well, that's actually, our, our good friend, our good friend Albert Einstein. I know Albert very well. Um, yeah, he's on a lot of our advertising at the moment. I met. Um, <laughs> well, you're the same age. Yeah, exactly. Good. I'm. Well, I use Einstein because he's pictures staring at me at the moment from the uh from the computer um time travel theoretically only works one way yeah i read that yeah we like i said we discussed this thing so yeah, yeah. it's so, so when they go back they get kind of stuck there because time travel only works backwards not forwards theoretically if it's mm. possible so it would be possible for future generations to visit our time or our time to visit earlier eras uh -huh. 
but the method doesn't work in reverse, theoretically. Theoretically. And we have so, sent a data particle back in time. Uh, well. Not well, we have. That, 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 that depends on how you interpret the actual report, because no, the, head, the headline says that we have. Photon. Yeah, but it hasn't actually traveled back very far in time. No, it hasn't no. traveled far at all. Micro milliseconds. Right. Yeah. We know that, for instance, in space travel and in Einstein's theory, that uh, if we, a twin in space and a twin in uh, yeah. Earth, the one on the Earth ages faster than the one in space. Well, and we can demonstrate that with experiments that have been done on Earth. By, exactly. By, for example, taking a bunch of atomic clocks, sticking some of them in jets and sending them on round, yep. round, round the world flights. Sorry, mm -hmm. there's round the world. You can't go round the world. It's flat. Um, <clears throat> hey, but, that, new, that new ultrasonic, supersonic, whatever the hell jet is, is happening. It is. But yeah. uh, actually, Sorry, you, don't need, you don't even need... To, to stick them on a jetliner and send them across the world, um, around the world, across the world, to the other side of the other side of the dish. Um, it's perfectly sufficient. And in fact, it was demonstrated on um, a science program quite recently where um, they had one atomic clock at sea level and another atomic clock they took up to the top of the Rockies. Yeah. And then they brought it back down because... Uh, time, of course, is is related to gravity, and the further exactly. you you move away from the center of the planet, so the higher up the mountain you go, then then obviously gravity will be slightly reduced, which will affect the time. Yeah, and we're not um, talking. By the way, we're not talking. We're, we're talking physics here. We're, yeah, but we're only talking seconds, oh, microseconds, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. you would you would need it. You know, some of the world's most precise atomic clocks to measure. So this isn't sending, you know, fat fat ladies back to the Victorian era with That's with iPhones. Yeah, sadly, I know a couple of people I'd like to send back. I, yeah, I I think time travel is one of those things that you know it would be the coolest of all the superpowers because you could answer every question we have about history. You know, this was was you know we could meet George Washington. We could go to Gettysburg during the address by Lincoln. We could, in fact, somebody, actually, What's wrong somebody actually, somebody actually claimed that they had, hadn't they? We could go what? back and find out how, how unbelievably ugly the sixth wife of Henry VIII supposedly yeah. was, you know, was Holbein's po uh, paint portrait accurate? Yeah, there you go. How many times was Julius Caesar stabbed and did he really eat three shredded wheat? <laughs> Or was it, in fact, as he said, he only ate two, Brute? Mm. Oh, that was so bad. <sighs> All right. So one of my biggest pet peeve conspiracies is the moon landing was faked. Oh, I hate that one. And you know why. I Well, uh, yeah, I know why. And I also wonder why this one is still going. Because anybody can actually now and have been for a number of years they can go and find out for themselves mm -hmm. because apollo 11 12 14 15 16 and 17 mm -hmm. all left packages on the moon That's um, right. they left just it's basically a mirror some of my and stuff's up there remember that i know <laughs> isn't that cool it may be i think now, you but... know that you know i think that's the coolest thing 
And I don't. I never thought it was cool till I talked to you about it. <laughs> <laughs> but um, and every night around the world, we we bounce laser beams off it, yep. off these mirrors, and we measure the distance between the Earth and the Moon. And we can yeah. only do that because we put the bloody mirrors there. Yeah. What are you gonna do? So did you buy your ticket for the new space flight? What was it? How much? How many millions oh, did it go for? No. No. Oh, the Bezos thing. Yeah. I yeah. We see Amazon might need a new a new uh, CEO soon then. Yeah. <laughs> that goes perfect. Can you imagine that? And and it's, it's only a shot. Would you would so. you go? I would go. Yes, definitely. I I I would in a heartbeat climb. In a heartbeat, board. exactly. But not for that price. Sorry. No, because <laughs> I don't have it. For that. If I had it, I would go. Yeah, if I had more than that, I would go. Well, yeah, but and I mean, well, since we're in space, Elon Musk has put his last house up for sale to show that he is serious about starting a colony on Mars. There you go. And he and and there is a man who is likely to succeed because he seems to succeed at most other things he's been doing. Mm-hmm. But there's now a race on between the Brits and the Americans, a good old fashioned space race between Richard Branson and Virgin Galactic mm. and uh, Bezos's what's it called? Um, 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 anyway, yeah, that one, the other one. Yeah. yeah, the Amazon, Amazon rocket. <laughs> I, I don't understand. You know, the thing that, that kind of irritates me, actually, is that we have you know, we've gone to almost backwards in space as far as arriving at the the space station and everything. I mean, we had the space shuttle, which was such a cool thing. I mean, that thing went up, you you know, it went up. It was, it it was, it was a dog. And it came back and it landed though. It was, it was a dog. It didn't have to come down on a parachute. You know, it was kind of cool. I mean, yeah, I'll take your point. It worked. Well, yeah, but it was a, it was a fudge. Yeah, it I was know. a technological fudge. Um, uh, you know, it was, it ended up, I mean, the idea, like, we'll, we'll make a reusable space plane. It can go off. It can come back. I mean, it's Fireball yeah. XL5 stuff. Um, the idea is perfectly sound. But, of course, yeah. you know, once you get the military involved with their bits and pieces yeah. and the politicians want to change this and fiddle that, if they'd stuck to the original designs for the orbiters, Mm-hmm. then they would have succeeded. But they need, you know, the military came along and said, oh, we want to make it bigger and we want it to carry satellite, spy yeah. satellites and we want it to do. And you ended up with this overblown. Meanwhile, as we speak, the other space shuttle is, I think it's due back in about three weeks. Because you've had a very successful space shuttle going up and down to space, um, launched from a rocket. Yeah. The X no the X thirty sevens. The what? <laughs> Google it. America for the last decade has been flying um a mini space shuttle, which was based on the original designs. Um and it's called the X thirty seven A and B. Are, um and these things get blasted off from Vandenberg on yeah. a on a rocket. They then orbit the Earth for up to two or three years at a time, doing all sorts of top secret military stuff. Okay, so they they don't do the they don't go to the space station. No, no, these are unmanned. Okay, uh, okay. These cool. these things are 
nobody knows what it's doing up there. It goes off from Vandenberg. It's up there for uh, between one to three years. All right, that's fair. Fair enough. Okay. And then it comes back down again. And then it just it just lands um, all by itself. You're and right. then, it. then then another one goes up, and they they shoot these things up and down, and have been doing so for or well, for at least a decade. Uh huh. And not telling. Well, everybody knows about it except you, but. <laughs> it's not I know newsworthy, about it, but I wasn't thinking the same yeah. thing you were thinking. Well, it's a space shuttle. Space it was, shuttle, but it yeah, was it, it, it was yeah. what the original plan for the shuttles was was this reusable, cheap, you know, space plane that would just go up and down and do stuff. Yeah, uh, yeah, but we need one that bring, because, by the way, they're now opening the uh, international spaceship. For a pay-per-view. I mean, you can go on board for, I'm yeah. sure Zach Bagans is going to go up there and check and see if it's haunted. Because, uh, uh, you know, that's they're going to take camera crews up there, uh, production crews. Uh-huh. If you get the money, you can go yeah. stay in the uh, International Space Station. Isn't that And nice? it worked out. It's actually cheaper to do that um, than it was for the budget for t- the Titanic movie. <laughs> um, you know when they because they, they actually needed deep sea submersibles and yeah. um, blah 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 and then he went out to the wreck and he did all those explorations and yeah. um, but you know to, to film a wouldn't it be cool though to redo 2001 A Space Odyssey actually on the space station I suppose it would be cool although, although another conspiracy theory that all of this is blue screen by NASA yeah that there isn't a space station up there at all. That the ISS, which you know, I've seen on many many occasions going over. I've seen it being chased by space shuttles. I you know when it's um, flies over, um, but apparently it's not there. Mm. Apparently, anyway, not, so. uh, going staying with space. The mm-hmm. the Apollo seventeen wasn't the last moon mission, by the way. Uh, no, there was an Apollo 18, but uh, unfortunately, uh, yeah. it didn't come out too good. It ended tragically when the astronauts had a run-in with aliens. Oh, dear. So well, you know, take another variation on that. And uh, I mean, there was that guy who, who stood up in front of the media, was it two years ago, and, and said that uh, he was uh, part of the U.S. Space Corps, and uh, he had been part of a military garrison on Mars and had been there for the last 15 years. And the U.S. has a military outpost on Mars. Mm-hmm. And he, so there you go. he did the rounds of uh, NBC and CBC and such like. Damn. We're missing all Maybe. the good stuff, huh? Yeah. But apparently, yeah, that was his job. He was, a, he was one of the guards. Space for this. Marine. Space Marine. Yeah, we now have the Space Force thanks to Trump, so I'm happy. <laughs> Unless Biden gets rid of it, of course. But anyway, have you ever heard of the Black Knight satellite? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's been the, the best part of that conspiracy is, is the numbers, because they say that um, it's been orbiting the Earth for 37,000 years. Yeah. Yeah, it's actually I, an alien spacecraft. Yeah, but it's the numbers. It's been orbiting the Earth for 37,000 years. Yeah. Uh, who was there to see it arrive? 
<laughs> how do we know it's been there for 30 seconds? It was probably seconds? the Atlanteans. That's how they probably got destroyed by the alien yeah. spaceship. I mean, yeah, there you go. It's the numbers that wreck that Could one. happen. The Black Knight satellite. Mm. You think anyway. if that was if that was anything like, a, you know, because you've seen the photographs. Yeah, I'm looking at you, it now, actually. Yeah, you, you, you cannot imagine that. That's an alien spaceship. Well, you cannot imagine that the Chinese or the Russians or even the Americans wouldn't have said, just divert that space uh, satellite over to the left a bit. Let's go and have a good look at that. Yeah, exactly. While we're passing, you know, yeah. it, it's not like this sort of um, one minute's there, next minute's gone. It's it's no. bit, They've known it's been there for 37,000 years. You, they would have visited it by now. Mm, that's for damn sure. It's probably where we're getting all our technology. We're probably robbing it from the black. Maybe that's what the X 37s up there doing. Oh, yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Anyway, damn. But uh, what's my. I mean, oh, we're coming up to the break. So I won't do the. Uh, Are we really? Yeah. Oh, uh, stay, all right. with space. stay with space. So, yeah. So we're, while we're still in the, the space realm there, um, where am I? I'm trying to look for the. Oh, yeah. Uh, I do want to mention it has nothing to do with conspiracies that the Chinese don't want to play ball. So they built their own little space station instead of having the international one bastards, but <laughs> they're sending the crew up for, it'll be manned, uh, I guess, uh, within a couple of days, I think I, I forget the, the timeline, but very shortly it'll be manned. So what are your thoughts on the Chinese not playing ball? Um, well, I mean, if the Chinese are on the space station, they it probably looks exactly like the International Space Station. <laughs> it's, it's it's probably same technology. Well, it's probably a third of the price, and it'll be advertised on Wish and Alibaba next week by yeah. your own space station. I mean, they've copied everything else. Yeah, that's for sure. And miniaturized yeah. it. I also learned too that uh, the Chinese were actually able to send. Uh, now, like a transport of particles, uh, photons, I think. Oh, again, I gotta, oh, it's getting muddled now. I think it's photons into space. And they sent millions of them. And I've done that. Had, and they had positive proof that uh, 431 arrived out of the millions they sent. <laughs> uh, do you know, it was something I was doing only the other night. I was sending photons into space. We were? Uh, absolutely. What's a photon? A photon is a is a light particle, isn't it? Yeah. So I was out in the garden. Um, we were actually looking at uh, meteorites, and I was using a green laser pointer to point out some of the star constellations to my boys. That's the only uh, Thereby um, shooting photons into space. True. Because there's nothing stopping them. Every time you know you put on a street light, every time you shine a, t a flashlight into the sky. You're sending particles into space. Come on, yeah. China, wake up. It, We've know, been so, doing it. So, well, we were up to the break, yes. but it, it's so crazy. In, in the United States, people shooting lasers in the cockpits, and I guess oh, that's, that's illegal. Be, yeah, um, exactly. But anyway, you know, we, got, we got to take the break. The tunes are on. You listen to Ghost Chronicles International with Steve Pass and Ron Kolick right here on Tojanet and Parex Radio, and we'll be right back after the following messages.
Welcome to Toginet, radio with a cutting edge. Do you have a paranormal event, book, or something else you want people to know about? Then why not advertise it on Ghost Chronicles Radio? With over 150,000 downloads a month, get your message out to an audience that's interested in the subject. We have a plan at a cost that fits your needs. For more information, contact Ron Kolick at anyghostproject at comcast.net or call 978-455-6678. They're creepy and they're kooky, mysterious and spooky. They all talk ugly kooky, the Parax family. The shows are paranormal, not stuffy but informal. The topics are abnormal, the Parax family. They're strange. Unrestrained. So grab your favorite brew. It's time to rendezvous as we give the awards to the Parrax family. Welcome back to part two of tonight's edition of Ghost Chronicles International, the show that proves that time travel is possible because I'm in the future. Your other so host, what am I? The, the other host who's still in the dark ages, <laughs> is New England's own Van Helsing. I'm, of course, it's not standard. It stands so well. Yeah, I was thinking more in terms of. Anyway. Wait, wait, tonight's subject is conspiracy theories. And rather than look at individual conspiracy theories, and you know, you're just spoiled for choice, aren't you? You know, you've you've mentioned so many low, lovely ones. You, you know, we we've talked you know, the, the, the JFK ones and what happened to um, Marilyn and all of the others. You know, is why you know what's fascinates what fascinates me most is why these things start and why we why why do we do it why do we why do we have to spoken believe? like a parapsychologist well i suppose <laughs> i might be um <laughs> you know why why do, why is it that conspiracy theories do take hold and they it's not just in the present day conspiracy theories exist all the way back you know through through um earlier societies the romans had conspiracy theories um as did the greeks there were conspiracy theories in medieval europe um i mean there was even conspiracy theory that that britain burnt the white house down Um, oh yeah sorry about that yeah that's why it's called the white house because you had to paint this the 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 black bits white um but apparently according to um John Cook, who's founder of the Conspiracy Theory Handbook, and he has his own PhD. Um, these these ideas um, are are entirely natural. When people f- feel threatened or out of control, they want to feel that they are in control and are trying to bring order to this chaos that they see surrounding them. And they do this by resorting to conspiracy theories. Um, it it seems that certain life experiences or even personality traits make make 
people more likely to buy into fraudulent claims. Um, and he, he he's looked at the the reasons um, why individuals, you know, why why do people um, subscribe to some of these ideas? Mm-hmm. And it may be that they strongly prefer a certain political candidate, um, and because they they feel that person will keep them or will look after their physical and financial needs. Some people really want to believe or not believe in climate change because they they work in an industry or an economy that's directly connected to either the success um, of um, the technology to to deal with the problem or mm-hmm. is the technology that's directly threatened by the problem. Um, so, for example, if you worked in the petrochemical industry, uh, you would be there would be a financial in- inducement for you to not support climate change necessarily. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, pe- people get be- behind theories because they agree with the underlying cause. It may be that they find a social connection with like-minded individuals and they feel that, you know, they be- be become a cohesive group. So you end up with this sort of, you're in the gang or you're Mob not theory. in our gang mob theory well no it's more it's more group dynamic theory so it's like oh if you're not with us you're against us you're part of the clique or you're outside if you don't believe what i believe then you're outside of the group and you saw that a lot during the presidential elections or following the presidential elections where there was a lot of tribal uh name calling and a lot of um I, I hate, I don't want to use the word aggression, um, mm. but there was a lot of threatening postures. Unpleasantness. There was a lot of, as the British would say, there was a lot of unpleasantness. So understated, um, but so lovely. Yeah. It also makes them feel clever. Uh, and this is an important thing, particularly with some of the more recent um, conspiracies, the ones that pertain to the vaccines, for example. Oh, yes. Um, you know, they, these people believe... Um, that they have information or knowledge that no one else has, and it makes them feel special. Um, a, the, a study that was conducted in 2017 indicates that people who believe in conspiracy theories need to feel special uh, as part of their personality makeup uh-huh. by no by knowing scarce information, and that they that it gives them uh, a sense of some superiority that they have a sense that they're elevated above their peers and that they know something that the others don't know. The idea that I'm in the know and And you're you're not not in the know. Exactly. And so that plays into it. There are, there are many, many, many factors that believe into uh, that lead into why, why, uh, you know, for example, some people may just have a a different moral compass than others uh, or a strong sense of individualism. Um, so, yeah, that's that's basically um, why. Uh, and it can be dangerous. I mean, you know, the, at the moment we are seeing figures um, of on the people virus, with, right? on the virus rising yeah. in the United Kingdom. And the predominant numbers, the, stati- the statistics that are coming out are showing that the people who are ending up in hospital are the anti-vaxxers mm. and those who are re- who were reluctant for different reasons. um 
to to participate in the vaccine programs and they're now getting sick because they're the last ones left you know the vaccine can't the the virus the new variants um whilst they do affect everybody are affecting them um at a at a much higher rate yeah um so. We just said, we just uh, the state of Massachusetts, along with the s- several other states who have done this as well, have the uh, vaccines drawing. So uh, you can win a million bucks if you get vaccinated. Well, yeah. we've we've gone to a slightly different route today, uh, which has yes. caused caused its own controversy. Oh boy! Be- because our governments have mandated vaccines for those who work in elder social care situations that's, that's fair enough no kidding um but you know inevitably the um the liberals are complaining that this is um you know infringes personal freedoms and liberties and that the yeah. government is forcing people to have vaccinations and yet they can quite happily accept this idea that when you're growing up as a child um you know it's, we do have they're not quite mandatory uh, but we do have uh, massive vaccine programs for measles yeah. and, and 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 unfortunately, it, some of the anti-vaxxers are uh, so, so leaned against those that we have seen yeah. the rise of some childhood diseases that we were have virtually we have. extinct. We have we've um, we had uh, we had made minor epidemics of some mm. previously unheard of diseases. Well, at least you know not heard in the last 40 or 50 years oh yeah um because people got genuinely scared we had a, a vaccine over here called mmr which was measles mumps and rubella oh yeah and um it it was i think we have something similar here Steve. yeah it was widely given and yeah. then somebody came along and said this causes autism yeah and yeah, we have that pe- here the exact same thing people dropped and the uptake of the vaccine plummeted parents well, i'm not giving it my child and rather than um unfortunately you know we ended up with children who are now permanently damaged because they got measles mumps or rubella oh yeah um but va- yeah. V- vaccines are are well i don't know i'm of not course- going to what, of course, or, or whatever you, know, you choose. Well, the conspiracy make. is, is you know, they're also putting chips in your arm too. Oh, do you know that was one that one of the fan the the. I mean, you know how the world likes a bit of humour, or particularly, uh, I mean, this might be a British thing. I don't know, uh, but um, when the first person in the world vaccinated with um, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, full full vaccine as opposed mm-hmm. to one of the trial vaccines, yeah, uh, was a ninety year old British lady. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think you followed about four or five days afterwards um, over in the States. Anyway, um, within about two hours, somebody put up a picture of her and turned it into a meme and said, I wonder if Bill Gates is enjoying following me round the house. <laughs> <laughs> they can follow you around with your cell phone. They don't need any chips in you. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, we're worried about... Uh, microchips in our arms um but we all carry cell phones i know anyway so i wanted to get back to a couple more of yeah them. sorry you, you, no no that was good no because th- th- that's a that's definitely a conspiracy there the, the vaccine thing no i'm glad you brought that up and it was very uh pundit uh anyways you mentioned the titanic before in one of your year i did uh, Yes. So there's a couple associated with that, which I didn't even know. <laughs> that the Titanic never actually sank. 
that's perfectly true. I have a book about the very subject. Um, Do you because really? I, I read it a couple of years ago. It was what happened was the Titanic's sister ship, Britannic Olympic. Olympic sorry, there were three. Um, yeah. Anyway, Olympic sails a year before Titanic, and is not the not the luckiest ship in the world. It keeps bumping into things and, <laughs> and ends up broken. Oh. So so um, it it's it's effectively beyond economic repair so mm-hmm. what they do is they hatch this idea to take olympic back to belfast and switch all the number plates switch the you know the number <laughs> plates around move the furniture in the pots and pans that said olympic and titanic and mm-hmm. blah 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 and um and then sail out the broken olympic as the titanic uh, meanwhile um arranged to meet the ship mid-Atlantic with a fleet, a flotilla of other ships and um, sink it. (laughs) Yeah, sink it, save everybody, claim on the insurance money, jobs are good. Meanwhile, I like that one. (laughs) Meanwhile, um, the the freshly uh, renamed Olympic, which Mm. was Titanic, continues in, in, in service making a profit for the white star line and people have done whole books about this and shown photographs of the number of portholes on the passenger deck and the different in this picture and the different in that picture and that's titanic and that's olympic and Mm. and then they go on to well that was a white star ship and white star also owned that line and that line ship was was directed to go there and then they went and eventually, because a lot of these books were written before the ship was found, and then they found the ship and discovered it was in fact Titanic. Uh, um, and and also, of course, because Olympic had had, um, had survived, they had mm-hmm. a, a, you know they had a good look at the surviving uh, parts of Olympic because Olympic you know it's been broken up now, but yeah, um, yeah, it fell flat unfortunately. But it was a good idea that they'd done this switch around. Completely unfeasible, but, you know, I mean, the two ships were for a very short period of time, side by side, in Belfast, the brand new Titanic and the slightly broken and bedraggled um, Olympic um, in for repair. So we spaced on possible, but as we know, well, it wasn't. It it was it, it was possible in terms. Of, the only thing that was plausible about the whole thing was the fact that the two ships were for, together at one time. Were together side by side, together in the shipyards at Belfast. One being repaired, one one being fitted out, ready for first sort of sailings. Um, that period of time was unfeasibly short to do what people claimed. You know, you'd have to. Yeah, I mean, and people would notice. And what about all the and, workmen? Well, you would have and to the reporters. Have. I'm sure they well, cover, were covering it. Well, I'm sure you've seen pictures of the two of of the size of these things yeah. um, in the shipyards of Belfast at the time in early Edwardian uh, Ireland, and they they dominate the landscape. They they mm. tower above the the town of Belfast. Mm. Um, you know, uh, at the end of every street, all you can see is the is the giant black wall, which is the side of one of these ships. And, 
you'd have noted they needed an awful lot of people to move all of the fittings, furnishings, number plates, name plates, and the propellers. So yeah, everything, yeah. Um, because the propellers were also stamped um, oh. between the two ships. Somebody had looked out the window and go, that's a lot that's of stuff. That's, that's, <laughs> I say, that's a little strange. <laughs> so for those who believe the Titanic sank, uh, they have come up with their own theory on why it sank. And evidently, uh, on that night in the Northern Hemisphere, was experienced a moderate to severe magnetic storm due to a solar flare. Oh. And they believe the solar flare uh, caused the, uh, the radar and rescue signals from the Titanic to fail. And that's why radar. she sank. Radar wasn't invented. <laughs> I don't make these up. <laughs> I know, but, but radar radar wasn't invented till the 1930s. The Titanic sank in 1912. Yeah. And radio, <laughs> in fact, radio was relatively... Titanic um, was the first vessel ever to send out the SOS. Oh, wow. That I did not um, know. Because <clears throat> previously, uh, up until that period, the emergency help come quick call sign, uh, radio call, was CQD. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, in fact, the first half of the the Titanic's um, Morse code messages use CQD. Halfway through, the the Marconi radio operator radio operator um, on the Titanic switched to SOS, and that was the first vessel ever to use SOS as its um, emergency. Did 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 da 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 did did did. And yep. in fact, interesting. I wish we'd known we were going to do the Titanic because I have. Well, you brought it up. I know. <laughs> I well, no foresight, no time travel. Um, <laughs> if we could time travel, I don't we know. We go about back this. quickly. <laughs> yeah, quick, go back to the start of the show. Coming up on tonight's show, we have a 1913, because obviously there isn't a recording from 1912, but there was a, a reproduction made the following year um, of uh, using one of the spark transmitters on Britannic, I think it was. Right. Um, and uh, using the Cape Race transcripts of the messages, um, they they transmitted the um, emergency, all of them, uh, emergency calls from the ship. And uh, fortunately, a phonograph a, a recording exists. Really? That's kind of cool. Um, and uh, I have a copy of it. Which, Why does that uh, not surprise me, Steve? Which, which is di- uh, not the phonograph. I have a, I have a digitized copy of it. Oh, okay. um, and it's it's not like you, you know, we we're used to the sort of the nineteen thirties, forties, fifties. Morse. This is a spark generator, and it sounds like. But it'd be interesting, you know. Maybe maybe we'll do a Titanic episode in the future, and we'll play the uh, the the two call signs, the CQD yeah, SOS call signs. Yeah, we'll do something. Maybe we'll do a time. Oh, that's what we'll do a time time travel show. Oh, we need, we'll go we... back to various periods of history. I I I only have um, one one relic of Titanic. Well, it's not relic of Titanic. It's linked to the Titanic, which was it was quite um, as you know you and I have a small collection of coins. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the coins that I have uh, is a 1912 penny. Um, oh, which is diff- cool. it's, it's the British, the, the British penny, not the yeah, uh, US penny. cent. Yeah. Uh, so it's much bigger. And um, it became quite 
quite common at the time um, and at other periods in our history also that you would on the year on an anniversary. So this is a 1912 penny and the Mm -hmm. Titanic, of course, sank in 1912. And somebody then as a memento mori of the disaster stamped RMS Titanic into the coin. And then oh, they cool. carry that as a as a keepsake. Um, or, or in fact, they well, were maybe sometimes... when you come over next year, then we'll do a little thing on the Titanic. Or they were sometimes that'd be interesting. Or they yeah. were sometimes given out or sold. You know, the the penny would be sold for threepence, three pence. Yeah. And then the money donated to the families or to charities. Yeah, that's nice. So, so John actually asked why we haven't talked about hollow earth or flat earth. And I think John's missed the um, the whole part of the show. We talked yeah. about uh, time travel. We did all that uh, next week. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah we, we've no, talked about well, flat Earth many many times, and we've we talked ha- about we have hollow Earth as well. We well we did didn't uh, very briefly we mentioned um, Bird Admiral Bird didn't we in the the fact he set off towards the North Pole and then promptly flew inside the Earth and then flew round inside the Earth describing the fauna and flora, yep, um, of of um, what was inside um, our, our hollow Earth, mm-hmm. and that's I mean he put that in a book. Or a book was written. He didn't write the book, right. fortunately. Uh, but a book was written by one of the expedition members um, about how he'd gone you up know, there in his four tribes. Doesn't mean it's true, by the way. Just, no, but just throwing out there. I'm not saying this isn't he true. Set, he, he set off. It was. Uh, yeah. it was before the Second World War, wasn't it? So it was in the mid 30s. I don't remember oh, the exact the deprivation. Uh, <laughs> But I believe it was the mid 1930s. And using here a couple of Ford tri motors, um, it was a Navy research funded ex- expedition to the North Pole by air, led by Admiral Byrd. And uh, according to, they flew further and further. And then the land parted and a hole was visible. And the tri motor inside and had a fly around inside. And um, they looked at. Uh, the strange animals and the lush fauna and um, flew out again and came out. And yeah, Admiral Byrd went to the South Pole too, but as we know, the flat earthers don't believe in the South Pole. They believe that there's an edge of mountains there that's guarded by I know. CIA and I don't know who the hell. Not else. only that, that the yeah. whole, all of the oceans are kept in by a kilometer high ice wall. Yeah. Yeah. An ice dam. Which you always think if the earth was flat, the cat would have knocked it off. Well, you know, one of the, I, I had a, I think I mentioned this before. We had a flat earther on uh, the West Files uh, mm. a year or so ago. And they were, you know, a, a vehement flat earther. You know, this was a, yeah. this was a passion. And it was um, a religion. It was. And I asked them a question, which I've asked other flat earthers, but this one was, always gets them is, well, if the Earth is flat, dish-like, as you describe, what's on the other side? That's true. The aliens. Well, that was what I said. He didn't, mm-hmm. you know, well, well, nothing. Well, well, there must be, because if you... You, know, you can't have nothing. If I pick up a saucer and look at, you know, or a record and you look at the A side, there's a B side, exactly. and they're identical. Mm-hmm. Um, and he, he then said that because gravity works downwards, so we're all 
you know, gravity is holding us onto the disc. The plate. The plate. <laughs> Everything on the other side is fell off. Ah, makes sense. Which makes means sense. that gravity is not actually then object-centered. So gravity, I said, well, what you've just proved then is that gravity uh, exists somewhere else below the Earth a long way is down because if everything on this side is being held down by gravity and everything on the other side is fell off, they're effectively being pulled off um, by gravity. Mm -hmm. So they've been drawn to something. And if we where, reverse where is gravity, so where's gravity? Yeah. And in so fact, so a lot of the flat earthers, I'm you know, going back to Alabama here because a lot of the flat earthers are actually fundamental re uh, religion. Uh, fundamental Christians yeah. and are using uh, the the fact that the earth is flat idea to support creationist ideas um, that actually this demonstrates that that the, that the world being flat proves the existence of God and that the sky is really a dome um, with the yeah. stars and stars and moons painted, you know, on. painted on and they spin around and mm -hmm. you know we're basically in a giant snow globe ah uh, that's so nice so, it, you know, that's their cop out. There doesn't have to be anything then. So, so then you say, well, what's on the outside of the of the sky dome and what's nothing. on the other? Nothing. God. Yeah. Well, that's God. It's God. Oh, there you go. Yeah, that's that's God. Can't and, argue uh, with that. So uh, and as far as the hollow earth is goes, there's a couple of ones I have to ask you about the, the royals, too. So uh, I'll, I'll get to that because uh, we're running out of time. Uh, but uh, not the, called Liz for, for no reason. Short for okay. Liz. Remember me. <laughs> but anyways, uh, just when you get to the hot, hollow earth, is put that to rest. There's, there was a cult in uh, Florida. You can still go down and see the, the utopia society that they built that they believed the earth was hollow as well. And the only problem with the whole, the uh, cult is eventually it died out uh, because they didn't believe in propagation. Oh. And so there you go. That's but anyways. failure, isn't it? Yeah. One of so, the one of the hollow earth ideas actually has that there's a sun uh, inside the earth, mm. um, which is warming because obviously they're inside the earth, so it gets bloody dark in there because there's a planet around them, um, and our earth isn't see through. You know, it's not made of glass, so yeah. they need a source of light and heat, and they have a sun on the inside. That's good. I think we I did like notice, that. you know, because like. Well, we would, wouldn't we? I think they would have drilled a hole and all of a sudden sunlight would pop out. Well, anyway. Uh, well, it is very things. hot at the Earth's core. We are coming down very closely. And I do have to get to these. Number one, you mentioned uh, Queen Elizabeth being a lizard. Uh, yes. That's one of them, which I don't even want to touch because there's so many people who are lizards. But they also said that she was a boy. Uh, well, is that true? I've not heard that one. No. No, that's one I haven't heard. Okay, um, hang on a second. Let me just pop it up here, because I was looking at the other one that Charles is a vampire. Um, some of the some of them are just you. You have theories that are that are almost plausible. Oh, here it is. Uh, some believe that Queen Elizabeth I died as a child, and to prevent the end of royal line, she was replaced by a young boy. This theory is explained why the ruler never. Uh, we remained chaste and never had any oh, uh, children. If you read the history, if you read the histories of um, Elizabeth like I. No, but <laughs> if you read the if you read the historical facts of Elizabeth I, she was hardly chaste, as yeah. in pure. Uh, 
She just never married. All right, so we that's a two-minute one. I'm going to do the quick wrap-up, and the other one was, uh, here he is. Oh, I just blew by him. Charles is a vampire. Uh, Prince of Wales is related to Vlad the Impaler, the inspiration of Bram Stoker Dracula. Many royals in Charles's bloodline are known to have the disease Prophyria, which is an iron deficiency that causes people to be sensitive to sunlight. Um, yes, Charles... Um... There are the, some of Charles' ancestors do have porphyria, uh, George III being the most notable. Mm. Um, as to him being related to Vlad Draculia, mm-hmm. Vlad the Impaler, yes, um, I think a geneticist has demonstrated that there is a genealogical link. Um, but that's hardly surprising because most of you know most of europe is okay, probably I have to cut you yeah. short because just about a time uh and that was the cuckoo clock tell you about this show anyways uh you have been listening to ghost chronicles international right here I on told Toji- you we've done it tojinet and pararex radio brought to you by circles of wisdom 386 merrimack street in methuen massachusetts in the glant messier family law group 15 high street not the andover massachusetts and our very good friends on uh patreon ghost chronicles radio on patreon and uh we want to thank everyone for listening. Stay tuned for Ghost Chronicles Next Generation when we're going to be talking about haunted Michigan lighthouses. to ghosties, long-leggedy beasties, and things that go bump in the night. Deliver us, good Lord.